Father, we praise you for your word. We praise you for your son, even as we've just sung this king of Israel. And yet he's not just the king of Israel, he's the savior of the world. And what hope was in that manger? What joy is ours in Christ? Even as we reflect on that manger, as we sing of his coming, of his incarnation, and the next week as we focus on these things, may we be encouraged that God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. Now as we turn our attention to your word, to Psalm 11, may you speak to us through your word. May your spirit work in us. May you be honored in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 11. Have you ever had one of those days or those weeks where your emotions are just all over the place? Us men don't like to mention emotions, but we have them too. And we have weeks where our emotions are all over the place. I've had weeks where whether it's because of something that I'm, I'm working through, struggling with, uh, whether it's, it's something that's going on, something that's on my mind where it's just my emotions are all over the place. I can go from, from happy to just down in the dumps like that. And the reverse is opposite as well. As you work your way through the Psalms, it seems that David's emotions are often all over the place. And we'll see that in the Psalm this evening in Psalm 11. And yet what I've found is that, that I think that's somewhat comforting. Because David's no different than I am. He was a man. He struggled. He feared. But what's the same is God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Look with me, if you will, at Psalm 11. In the Lord I put my trust. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow on the string, that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. If foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous. But the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. Upon the wicked he will rain coals, fire and brimstone and burning wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. The contrast between Psalm 10 and Psalm 11 is interesting. If you remember Psalm 10, which we were in last week, it starts with, with David wondering, where is the Lord? Has he abandoned me? The psalmist, I should say. Verse 1 says, Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide in times of trouble? 
The psalmist finds himself in a time of trouble and he's wondering, where are you? Have you abandoned me? Have you left me? We come to Psalm 11. The psalmist, once again, here David, finds himself again in a time of trouble. And yet, yet notice the difference of how he starts Psalm 11. In the Lord I put my trust. He starts with this declaration. I will trust in the Lord. It goes on. In the Lord I put my trust. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to the mountain? First question is, well, why? Why would he flee? We see that answer in verse 2. For look, this is why you should flee. Look, the wicked, they bend their bow. They make ready their arrow on the string that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. There is trouble brewing. They are coming. So the right response would be to flee, to get out of there, to protect yourself. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to a mountain? We don't know who is saying this to David. We don't know even if it is said. It could be his allies, those close to him saying, hey, King David, you need to get out of here. It could be his own fears, his own heart inside of him saying, At this situation, I need to get out of here. I need to flee. Or it could just be the understood response. Not necessarily someone saying this, but just the natural response in this situation is to flee. To seek refuge. But notice David's response. He's already said, the very first phrase he says is, My trust is in the Lord. And because I'm trusting in the Lord, how can I flee? If I say I trust him, what does that say if I then run away? In light of David's declaration of his trust in the Lord, the natural response to to seek safety, to run away, seems foolish, it seems crazy. I'm trusting in this big, this powerful, this faithful God. It's not even a question in David's mind here. He says, how can you say to my soul? How can you even say this? He looks at his problem and then he looks at his God. And he says, this is nothing compared to who he is. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to the mountain? Verse 2, we see this is a very real threat that he's facing. The wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow on the string they may shout, that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. They're preparing. They're ready to attack. Verse 3, if the foundations are destroyed, the foundations are destroyed, the the, the worldly source of, of comfort, not worldly in a, like a sinful way, but, but worldly as in I look around and I find comfort in the security of where I am and this strong tower behind this strong wall. 
But if that wall is destroyed, if these foundations come down, then, then, then what can I do? What can the righteous do? But David's not trusting in those foundations. He's not trusting in those walls. He's not trusting in those towers. He's trusting in the Lord. And that's the right place to place your trust. Why? Because look at verse 4. Because the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. The Lord is in his holy temple. Looks to his eminence, his closeness. He's in the tabernacle. He's here with us. He's in our presence. And yet the very next phrase looks at his transcendence. The Lord's throne is in heaven. He is near and yet he is so far and so much greater. He is with us and yet he's so much greater than us. His throne is not an earthly throne. It's not a throne that is threatened or could be overthrown. His throne is in heaven. It reminds me of the Lord's Prayer. We say, Our Father who's in heaven. We approach him boldly because he's our Father. We approach him boldly in Christ and yet reverently because he's the God of heaven. So David here finds comfort in the fact that his throne is in heaven. He's not an earthly king, but he's the Lord of heaven and earth. And his eyes behold. This God who is both close and far, who is both imminent and transcendent, he sees and he cares. His eyelids test the sons of men. Notice here in verse, the end of verse 4 and verse 5 that the righteous aren't off the hook. His eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous. There's a sense in which here David is realizing that, that whatever God is doing... He's testing me. He's teaching me. He tests the righteous. Whatever he's doing, it, 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 it has to be for my good. His eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. A holy God hates unholiness. This righteous God hates unrighteousness. And all his wrath and his anger is turned against it. Upon the wicked he will rain coals, fire and brimstone, and a burning wind shall be the portion of their cup.
It's what they earn. It's what they deserve. It's what unrighteousness brings judgment. The judgment of a holy God. The just God. Verse 7, for the Lord is righteous. David finds comfort in who God is. He's a righteous God. And he's a God who loves righteousness. His countenance beholds the upright. Again, looking back to Psalm 10. If you remember in Psalm 10, verse 11, the, the, the wicked in this psalm says to the righteous, he said in his heart, God has forgotten, God hates his face, God will not see. God will not see. And here David ends with this. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. And his countenance does behold. He does see. It's interesting. The whole feel of Psalm 11 is completely opposite of the feel of Psalm 10. From the very beginning, it starts with David's confidence in the Lord. In the Lord, I put my trust. And because of that, even as he's describing this trouble that is besetting him, you can, you can sense his hope. The boldness that he has. He's describing the wicked. They bend their bow. They're, they're ready to attack. They shoot secretly. Even if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And yet, how can I flee? Because he knows who God is. He's a righteous God who loves righteousness and his countenance beholds the upright. Though studying Psalm 11, I couldn't help but compare it to, to Psalm 10. Because there are days that are much more like Psalm 10. There are days when, when, it's, when it's difficult to believe. When it's not easy to, to get up and to go about it. Days when you almost have to convince yourself that God is good. I know He's good. I know He's in control. I know that, that whatever He's doing, even though I don't understand it, it's for my good and His glory. But then there are days like Psalm 11 as well. There are days when you get up and there's a spring to your step and the first thing you proclaim is the Lord. It's in the Lord I trust. There's days when, when temptation arises and, and you can easily turn from that because, because your focus is on the Lord. There are times when, when trials come and even through that trial, when it's difficult, you, you, it's easy to rejoice. For some reason, you just seem to have clarity in that time. Days when it seems natural to trust. But whether you find yourself in Psalm 10 where it's difficult or Psalm 11 where it comes easy, the end is the same. Trust the Lord. Trust Him. 
David's hope in the psalm is not in his strength. It's not in his towers, his walls, his firm foundation. It's in the Lord. The Lord who sees, the Lord who is in heaven. The Lord who loves him and cares for him. And whether you feel like it or you don't feel like it, that Lord is the same. He doesn't change. Your emotions change. They go up and down. There's days you feel like it, days you don't feel like it. But he's the same. Today, tomorrow, forever. Regardless of how you feel, the truth doesn't change. The Lord doesn't change. So take comfort in that. And in days when you feel like it, when you find yourself in Psalm 11, and you start with this truth, the Lord, and it's in the Lord that I put my trust, embrace those days. Take advantage of those days. And in days you don't feel like it, remember the days you do. Go to the Word. Find your hope. Remember who God is. And be encouraged that He doesn't change. So, looking at our prayer focus for Psalm 11. Remember who the Lord is. He is righteous. He's a God who always does what is right. He's a Lord who sees. Again, once again, we see the justice of God. He's a just God who will do what's right. Find comfort in the fact that the wicked will be dealt with. They won't get away with their sin. Find your trust in the Lord. Pray that God would give you days like this. Days where it's easy to trust. He would give you faith, the grace to endure and hope to cling to.